0: This is the Art of the Interception. Picked off! Yesu Asante Samuel. If you're looking for unfiltered storytelling and cold, hard, but truthful facts, this is a podcast for you. Your host of The Art of the Interception is a two time Super Bowl champion, all pro first team in 2007, four time Pro Bowler, and two time NFL interceptions leader. Here's your host, Asante Samuel. Journey to the NFL ain't always what it seems. It ain't easy as it looks. You know, some of us have to take the unconventional route of doing things the unconventional way to make sure our name gets seen and we get heard. Imagine having to take the difficult route. So my journey to the NFL, first, I was a quarterback. I mean, I was a hell of a quarterback, played quarterback my whole life. Everybody known Asante Samuel for playing quarterback. And um, my junior year in high school, we got a new coach, you know, first time in the history. Boy, not, I I won't say the history, but we had a white coach. It's was like, wasn't known for having a white coach at our, at our school, predominantly black school. And, um, you know, he brought a little knowledge and he brought a little uh, respect to the game. And, um Getting us to college is what what it was about. And that was his main objective. So, you know, he came to uh, Boyd Anderson High School, and he had this thing of changing everybody's position. Now, mind you, I was a hell of a quarterback. I led the county in passing. It was me and Ryan Snyder. I think I had, like, 1,800 yards in one year. And um, he was like, man, if you want to go to college, man, listen to me. And um, he changed my position to defensive back. So I played defensive back, you know, made a couple big hits, a couple big plays, and made a name for myself. You know, I was out there running around, being an athlete. And, um, you know, come my senior year, I had had one scholarship, and it was to Hofstra University. If you're not familiar with that, it's in New York. Wayne Quebec went there. So I was going to Hofstra University. That was pretty much my only scholarship. A Florida boy got to go to New York in the cold and um, got his all-star game, the Broward versus Day game. And um, Coach Cox from University of Central Florida comes up and asks me, do I want to go to UCF? And I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't know too much about school. They had Dante cold Pepper at the time. And I'm like, yeah. I take my visit to UCF, obviously. I go to UCF. Now, here I am at UCF. New experience. Um, you know, a lot of talented players all over the world obviously go to college and Division I college, so you got to compete. So I get to college. Our coach got this thing called the production chart. So basically meaning everything you do, Will be charted down and you have points for, for your production, whether it's a tackle, pass breakup, interception, you know, maybe if you get the ball caught on you, you lose points, um, you know, so on and so forth. For example, an interception may be four points, you know what I mean? A pass breakup maybe two points, or you know, something like that. So, you know, obviously I beat out I beat out a, a senior, my sophomore year it was going back and forth though and um I had the most production and I won the starting job now going into my sophomore I me mean my junior going into my junior year same thing production production who can be be the most productive is going to win the uh, win the starting job now my friend Travis Fisher he was on other start other side The production chart really didn't matter to him. You know, he was on another little status. You know what I mean? He was kind of like the superstar. Coach loved him, man. He was a hell of a player. And um, so it was just really one side that was open for starting. So obviously I'm starting there again. Now, after our junior, Travis Fisher, he gets drafted. He gets drafted in the second round. Now, mind you, the production chart, I clearly feel like I'm beating everybody. I am beating everybody, <clears throat> and I feel like I'm the best cornerback on the team. Everybody should have that confidence. Well, Travis Fisher gets drafted, but but he doesn't go to the combine. And that was a problem. You know, he went second round, but he doesn't go to the combine. Now, mostly everybody that goes to the combine gets drafted. Mostly everybody that don't go to the combine don't get drafted. So if you see the, the significance of going to the combine and the catch here. So now, it's like I said, as a small school. You know, everything isn't normal of getting drafted and going to the NFL at my school, Central Florida. So going into my senior um I had this thing, man. I was just like, uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure my name get recognized, I get drafted. They see my talent because because I think I deserve to be in here, especially if my friend Travis Fisher just made it. So I told the film crew, every time you see a scout coming to the facilities, give me a call. I'm gonna come up there. So boom, the scouts coming up there, they called me. So I go into the film room with the scouts while they're watching the film. You know, we had a a big time recruit. He was Mel Coppers' uh, top twenty, I think, think, at the time. Doug Gabriel. He was supposed to be a a top twenty pick. First round selection. So, um, we had uh, numerous scouts, you know, all of them coming through, flocking through. And um, so I would kind of intercept them. They all had the interception, baby. I would kind of intercept them and um, go in the film room and talk to them. And I would ask them the pros and the cons about me. What do you think? Or what do you see that's bad about me? What do you think I need to work on? And instantly, all of them would say the same thing. Your speed, we got you down for a 4.69. I think I had ran it, you know, ran the 40s uh, going into your senior year. Sometime they got this time from somewhere, you know what I mean? So when they would say that I was prepared, you know, we uh, played Virginia Tech, Andre Davis, he played wide receiver. He was a 60 meter champ or uh, runner up at, uh, at Virginia Tech in the ACC. So I remember me and him going one on one down the sideline. Bump and run coverage, stride for stride. I break it up. They throw it deep. So I would tell the I would tell the scouts, "You think I'm slow? Go go pull up the Virginia Tech film and watch me and Andre Davis go stride for stride." So everybody would go watch that film, and they would instantly have a different mindset of me. Everything they heard, everything they seen, or was being talked about, they was watching a football player play football. In instance, forget all the chatter. You know, sometimes you got to make things, you got to force things to happen the way you need it to. You know, you need a little help. Your God going to do what he do, but sometimes you got to help out. You can't just think it's going to happen. So I found out the problems and I found out what they thought of me and I I corrected their, their thinking just like that, just by being proactive, you know what I mean? Obviously I'm supposed to be in school, but you know, you know, school wasn't really my thing. I, I figure I figured out how to how to get through school, and you know, the art of the interception. But uh, so now I'm, I'm talking to the scouts. You know, everyone that come in, I'm sure it's almost every team came through there. You know, they wanted to see Doug, and you know, you know, a couple of us made a name for ourselves. They, they had a ranking. It was a national scout and a regional scout. Now, this is important. This was this was based on how you get to the combine. If the National Scout and the Regional Scout didn't have a grade on you, you wasn't going to go to the Combine. So you had to make sure the National Scout and the Regional Scout had you down in their list or you might not make it to the Combine. So my friend Elton Patterson, he got drafted seven rounds, but he kind of missed out on that list. He wished, you know, he would have did some of the things that I did. And then, you know, maybe he would have got drafted a little higher. Sometimes you just got to be a little extra proactive. So now, boom, I play my senior year, I get the combine letter. I'm in the combine, yeah, man, I'm, you know, it's one step closer to my goal, my goal, my dream is to make it to the NFL, you know, now I can go be around all these talented people who everybody they talking about and saying is, is the best and they fast and. You know, at that time, Terrence Newman was the top dog cornerback, uh, and it was 16 cornerbacks got drafted in front of me, 16 cornerbacks. So, you know, I'm going up there. Now it's time to go up there. Man, I go up there. I show my butt off, man. Um, I ran a 4-5-1 at the Combine, but, it was, you know, electric time. You know, I didn't drop no ball. My feet was immaculate. You know, I always had great feet, explosiveness, breaking on the ball, so on and so forth. Now. You know, come back after the combine. Now, you wait to see how hot you are. How lit you made your situation. Are you waiting for calls and to see, you know, who want to talk with you? Who want to get to know you a little better? Who want to know your history? So if they draft and invest this money into you, you know, are they really in serious with you? So, um, you know, I had a couple of teams. I had Atlanta Falcons. I had Josh McDaniels, a, a New England Patriots shot at Josh. Um, you know, I had uh, probably like one or two more of the teams, but not too many. These people were serious. They was coming to work me out every day. I think my first workout came from Emmett Thomas and um, Mike, Mike Beathard. I think that's how you say his name. Mike Beathard. Um, I mean, Bobby Beathard. I'm sorry. Bobby Beathard from the Atlanta Falcons. I think he was the president at some time. And, and Emmett Thomas, you know, the Hall of Fame cornerback. Um, you know, they came to work me out they was working me out man He's telling me man you look so good man I can't believe you know you're under the radar like this and this and that and the other and um you know they, they're telling me you know we're gonna take you in the second round we're our first pick but man it's, our job gonna be on the line are you gonna fight for us man are you gonna make sure that You don't get us in trouble for this pick. And I'm spam. yeah, man, I'm you see I'm ready to work. I'm a dog, man. I'm a play. Listen, man, get me there. I'm going to do what I need to do, man. I'm going to make y'all happy. You know, they came a couple times. I did all the convincing I did. They convinced me that they was going to take me. I just knew I was going to be Atlanta Falcons. You know what I mean? But every time I seen Emmett after that, you know, it's all love. But then you had Josh McDaniel. See, a lot of people don't know. Josh McDaniel, the officer coordinator, the office. A specialist. I mean, the office of genius. You know, he started off at, at, as, a, as a defensive back coach. You know, assistant or you know, he started with the defense. So he came down. He loved me, man. He worked me out. He talked to me. He was telling me, you know, I'm gonna do everything I can to get you there. And he showed a lot of interest, man. You know, he would he would keep going and watch film. You know, Atlanta and New England. These were the teams, you know, that I felt that was most highly and strong on me so uh, so now i take me a visit to atlanta and now i take me a visit to new england i'm flying providence airport into this state city i never been to. it's like it's a big culture shock. I, mean, I don't even know where it's at on the map. Now I get there, you know, do my visit. I get in there, Coach Romeo, Eric Mancini, oh man, we see your film, we love you, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're telling me all this and, you know, this and that and the other. And they just praising me and they, they pulling up a film and they showing me. They showing me knocking people out in college, intercepting the ball, pass, breakups, the whole, the whole shebang. You know what I mean? So, I leave there you know, go back home, and now you know it's time for the draft. You know, I, I did my workouts, I did everything I could do. So, uh, first round coming, I'm looking. Hey, New England, they got like a ten pick, fourteen pick. I'm thinking, I'm, hey, it's about to be me. Obviously, that wasn't me. Uh, I had no idea what my ranking was or whatever. But uh, now Cincinnati's calling before the second round. Before the third round or something like that, they're telling me they're about to take me with the next pick. And they didn't take me. And they called me back. And they're like, man, it was between you and this other guy, man. We're going to take you on this next pick. I promise you, man, this and that. And then by this time, it's the third round. And then third round goes, they don't pick me. N- neither does nobody else. I am stressed out. Now the draft is over with. The first day. That back then it was one through three rounds. And then it's over with. I am stressed. I can't eat. I am panicking. I don't know what to do with myself. My mama is trying to calm me down. And then Cincinnati is calling me again. Telling me. They're about to take me with their first pick in the fourth round. Now, I'm just letting y'all know the stress we go through, the things we go through. This is damn near about to give me a heart attack at the time. Now, the fourth round comes. They don't pick me. So, I'm just, by this time, I'm kind of immune to it. I'm just sitting there with my stomach hurting, my chest hurt, and everything else. Now, it's like a... 121st pick, 120 picks, something like that. But nobody that's interested in me have these picks. But I'm hearing, I'm seeing something, something saying a trade and this and that, and I get a call from New England. And it said, "You're yeah, welcome to New England. Welcome to being a Patriot, something like that. Some they said, let me what hold, and I'm going to put the head coach, Bill Belichick, on your phone. Man, he got on that phone, I man, the movie, the movie Boys in the Hood, man, when, um, after the his friend, Trey Frank, got shot, I'm in the, you know, after, after I got drafted, I got on that phone, I'm in the middle of the street, I'm swinging that air. I'm crying, I'm crying, I got a chip on my shoulder instantly, boy, when I get to this NFL, I'm finna show these fools how they messed up, the order of interception, baby, pick six, dude's here.